0: Hello everybody and welcome to Wildstorm Addiction episode 46 for May 2013. I'm Joe David Solis. And I'm Ben Murphy. And this month we'll be discussing Stormwatch number 18, Ravagers number 11, and Team 7 number 7, as well as some other Wildstorm appearances in the DCU New 52. do want to remind you guys that we do spoil these issues, and um, we have been fortunate enough to continue our Friends of Wildstorm series, and so this month uh, we're going to continue to bring you know lifelong or recently converted fans of the Wildstorm universe. So we have uh, Dave Bertrand with us today, aka Dave EB at Clark's Bar. So uh, how are you doing today, Dave? Thanks for coming on.
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet that we finally were able to get you know other fans to come on with us, and now we're seeing almost another a second death of Wildstorm. <laughs>
1: yeah, dying all <laughs> over again.
0: But um, but Dave, like I said, is a is a regular at Clark's Bar and can be seen spreading the Wildstorm love at Comic Book Resources message board sometimes too. Uh, Dave, uh, can you just give us like a just a real quick background on when and why you started your Wildstorm addiction?
1: Um. My Wildstorm Edition started way back in Wildstorm Rising, actually, like way back in 1993 or 94, somewhere around there. Uh, started with like uh, issue 19 of Wildcats and uh, backtracked from there and kept on going and still doing it. Still collecting them.
0: Awesome. Sweet. We just need about uh, 10,000 or 20,000 more of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it ain't easy, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, but we're happy that you got to come on tonight. So we'll have some fun reviewing some of this stuff. Uh, just want to go over some news that we we do still have some news, even though you know a lot of it's been bad lately. But <laughs> we got some positive some positive news here. Um, we've gotten even more previews from the DC HeroClix Teen Titans set as they release pics of many more of the Ravagers characters. Uh, be sure to check those out at our site if you haven't already in the news section. Uh, we I think we misquoted last time. The set is not actually out yet. It's due in May. So um, I at least have the Ravagers uh, set coming uh, from DCBS, and a lot of the others uh, will be coming later. They They really are doing a lot. Like this last week, I didn't put it up, but they... They have a, a Nowhere Soldier. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, they really are uh scraping the bottom of the barrel from that book trying to find characters. Seriously. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. The oh, you haven't you haven't been Fallen Ravagers?
1: I I have, but I don't know who the Nowhere
0: Soldier is. Oh, no, it's it's a, it's all a of nobody. It. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's the entire group of soldiers, basically. Oh, but okay. you buy them for the game's sake. You buy them individually so you can make your own little... Uh,
1: oh, army. okay. Then no nowhere. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, and, I got um, it. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's cool. Yeah, man, we even got a Leash figure. So I was like, <laughs> right. if Leash can get a figure, anybody can get one. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, BleedingCool.com released a list of D-Sheet. DC- DC trades coming out the rest of this year. Um, in September, we're getting Stormwatch Volume Three, which collects number zero and thirteen through eighteen. And then in December, we get the Authority Volume Two hardcover, which collects number thirteen through twenty-nine, which is basically the rest of that series. So, um, hoping that they actually do something with the Authority, since they seem to be pushing those hardcovers this year. The first one should be coming out later this spring. We also have the return of Tom Strong this July in a six-issue miniseries called Tom Strong and the Planet of Peril. Uh, like Astro City, which returns in June, Tom Strong was not a Wildstorm Universe title, but was published under the imprint. Uh, it will be written by Peter Hogan with art by Carl Sprouse and Carl Story. And um, Tom Strong was actually an Alan Moore creation, so... But, of course, he wants nothing to do with DC anymore. <laughs> so we'll never see him do another Tom Stronger story again. And the last part is kind of a, a little depressing, but, um, you know, we just had a WonderCon happen in April. And in one of the interviews that Jim Lee did, a uh, quote from Conquest Resources, basically, he said, you know, we haven't had the best of luck with a lot of the Wallstorm stuff in the New 52. Uh, and he was specifically talking about a uh, question, you know, whether or not, They'll do a Wildcatcher Gen 13 series, and he said, you know, I'll hold off on that, basically. So, so so much for uh, hanging on for a Wildcats title next year. <laughs> what? <wah>. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, he needs to go on the message boards. There are people who, who are talking about it and have been anticipating it forever. You know, just because they mishandled a lot of the early launches doesn't mean that people won't buy these books, especially if he's on it. You know, that's the key right there. I don't think he gets that. So, anyway,
1: I've kind of started a a, a thing to try to get a, a majestic book. Oh yeah, yeah, on, I saw. on the on the comic book resources website. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna bite, but yeah, I would want <laughs> I want to see one.
0: Yeah. Even though his origins now a little confusing, but <laughs>
1: well, they can flesh out the origins in uh,
0: in the new book. So yeah, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I'd green light it today
2: if I was in charge. But since I'm not,
0: <laughs> since I'm not, the only thing I can do is hand off to Ben the first uh, review. So why don't you take it away, Ben?
2: <laughs> All right, first up in the uh, WTF cover month, uh, we have Stormwatch number nineteen, released on April third, written by Jim Starlin with art by. Vel, Gucci and covered by Jim Starlin. Did I even come close? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> guess it's as good as mine.
2: <laughs> I'm assuming that Y is silent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Stormwatch is dead. Yippee-ki-yay. Alright, that um, was a good review. Good job, man. Alright, <laughs> on <the> next one. <laughs> so, what did you guys think?
1: <laughs> this one feels more like the old Wildstorm, but... There's a lot of things, ah, just off, just really off, <laughs> but yeah, it's okay.:
2: Yeah, so the title of this issue is called "Reset, and it is no joke. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. It is completely different. I can't even begin to explain a lot of the pseudoscience that they're going on, but basically, they just rebooted this continuity for this title. Um, without, I guess, without messing anything else up in the Earth, but um, Adam one is dead, as we see in the second page. And then the whole world goes warpy-swirly, which is fun. And then, you know, including the the Skywatch getting, you know, blown apart there. Well, it, I guess it was already kind of blown apart, so it, it also gets caught up in the whirly-swirly, let's change the timeline kind of deal. Uh, and then we get a new Skywatch that is, uh, I guess, well, let's not even go there. So, the
1: actually, they're just now calling it Skywatch. The uh, old it, one used to not be Skywatch.
2: Good, good point. Yeah. Good point. It was the Eye of the Storm. Yeah. So what we do learn is that the Storm, the Shadow Lords, are actually living in the Bleed. So they, I guess, prior to this relaunch they were part of the bleed but that was never explained before there's now a a storm king i guess or they mentioned it briefly but storm control you mean yeah well he says he's the storm king but yes his name is storm control or that's what he wants to be called anyways as uh he even insists uh, angie later on in the issue that he wants to be called storm control that's his name but uh, we run into Angie's in South Africa, and she's trying to track down a new recruit, um, who is South African and a drugged out madman, um, who we'll find out about later. And we get this, uh, and we get to learn about Apollo, who has the strength level of Superman. Uh, what we learn about Apollo and uh, Midnighter here is that they were both abducted by aliens, who gave them Alien. their powers. Which is weird to me, because that never happened prior, and that was basically um, Jack Hawksmore's origin, basically. So, I thought that was interesting. And Midnighter's basically a real badass, as if we didn't know that already. Angie is also African-American, apparently, which is new to us. She's never been that. Um... And who else do we have here? There's so many people. So Hellstrike's back. That's pretty cool. We haven't seen that guy in forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> last time we saw, last time we saw him, he was flying By away the holding the Clark's Bar sign in the last issue of Wildcats.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're introduced in, to a completely new character in the Weird, which, in my mind, he looks like. Um, an Arabic Spider-Man. I, I, that's how I'm picturing him. With a really <laughs> crazy, bulged-out eye.
1: He's, he's like an old DC character that Starling created.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but For real, he's, he's an old character. I don't,
2: I, I don't but, know anything about him. He's weird. He looks like he came out of G.I. Joe, but I don't know. <laughs> um, he also looks like he stole a lot of uh, the abilities that Grunge has. Is he has a lot of control over his molecular structure um, he can be intangible or harder than diamond density so thought that was interesting uh, not exactly the same but similar um what else we got going on here ah and then we're introduced to uh Jenny Soul uh, which I guess is the new century baby uh, for this new timeline and uh she is a powerful telepath and is developing her telekinesis ability, which uh, you know Jenny Quantum was able to do a lot more than just telekinetics. Um, but she is a very shy person and does not like to get out of her comfort zone. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of uh, character growth in in her over the next issues as she uh, learns her abilities a little bit better. Um, And right now, really, the engineer, Angie, is really the only one kind of on board and possibly the weird. Everybody else um, is really just new to Stormwatch. And Angie uh, finally uh, wraps up the guy that she's been... Oh, I guess the duo that she's been fighting to get control of uh, the person that she's going after and before she uh gets to complete that we're introduced to the forecaster which is a vulgarian which is a species uh i don't know basically that this is the new consciousness of the uh of Stormwatch, and it's basically like a precog i guess it helps uh storm control uh understand what's going on and and who they need to go after and who is? Uh, it's basically an early warning system, I guess. They, he spells it out for us, idiots like me that are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> They're crazy pseudoscience, right? <laughs> and finally, she uh, she gets her uh, new member, and uh, she calls for a gate. What the heck is that um, door? Anybody? It's blue. <laughs> yes, and it's blue. It looks like a fire. Uh, blue flame ball thing anyways uh does the same thing i suppose maybe he'll uh, come up with some new abilities of the gate system we'll see maybe it, yeah i don't know we do learn another new thing right here as she pulls on the new recruit the robots that are there to greet them inject him with tracer tracers and communication nanites which that's kind of cool. Now that kind of explains how they're always able to communicate to one another and always able to find one another. So I thought that was kind of neat. And plus she's, you know, five pints of Neonite blood in her or whatever. They never really say what her exact power is. They don't really go into that. No, not in this issue they don't. Yeah. I'm assuming she's very similar other than the change of uh, history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we're introduced to the... uh, to Apollo and Midnighter and their relationship very briefly um, on the solar deck and Midnighter comes in while uh, Apollo is sleeping and sunning up and powering up with barely anything on. I don't know how anybody sleeps like that without uh, any comfort here. And uh, Midnighter (laughs) comes up and (laughs) kisses him and and wakes him up. Wakes Sleeping Beauty Apollo up. And, (laughs) And basically they're just ready to stretch their legs and Get into a good fight because they've been kind of bored, I guess, waiting for their first assignment. And then, uh, the weird um goes into Jenny Soul's uh, cabin, I guess, and and she's kind of creeped out because he doesn't use a door because he can basically do whatever the heck he wants. He's weird, <laughs> and she, I guess, he picks her up and starts taking her to the. I don't know, the meeting or whatever. Who knows what the reasoning of that was. I don't know. Um, and then we're introduced to one final person here, and this is Force, which is the old Fuji. Fuji with eye beams. Yes, Fuji with I beams and a bunch of weird spots on his body. I don't know, port, ports on his body. Uh, kind of goofy. And I, was it Yujo that said that he finally has feet? Oh, no, it wasn't me. It was yeah, one of the other guys on yeah, the Clark's somebody, somebody said he finally has feet. I, I think that say, was
1: Satsujinkie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd
2: say he barely has feet. If you consider like the toe hump as being feet, that's...
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this design is closer to um, Tom Rainey's uh, original... Oh, well, not original, but his early design on Stormwatch during the El- Warren Ellis' era.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting to know.
1: Without without
2: the visor, oh yeah, eh. the Jordy Laforge visor, yeah, Cyclops. or Cyclops, Cyclops. yeah, Cyclops, yeah. um, and then finally, so uh, we bit, we pretty much finish up here on the Stormwatch's uh, control or briefing deck, and uh, Storm Control is kind of running them through the scenario uh, where they're heading off to, and that it's in an alien world, so they have to have certain protocols and. You know, they're not allowed to mention Earth. Um, so this is interesting that Stormwatch is actually going somewhere else other than Earth already off the gate because they haven't really done that too much or ever before. Um, but they're going to a planet called Dooley-7, and it is inhabited. So Apollo and Midnighter and the Weird are on point, and Engineer is on backup. So this is pretty much the setup, getting us ready for the next issue and as we head over to the final page here who do we find on this planet but lobo with a bra on top of his head and a cigar in his mouth
0: <laughs> the way it should be <laughs> <laughs> so after deathstroke and zilla and all them defeated him you know he needed some r&r time so
2: <laughs> yeah and a beer in his hand so yep. uh this is pretty much what we're getting thrown into with uh jim starlin it's uh Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect with them. Well, I did expect a lot of crazy science stuff and odd explanations. But hey, if you're going to reboot something, go ahead and have at it, I guess. I I mean, they got to do something with this title. Um, It's on the downward slide. Everything else Wildstorm related is Crash. Honestly, I, I almost wish that this WTF cover on the inside really just... I I was so close to just wishing that they had just changed the title right off the bat and just called it The Authority. (laughs) I I mean, if they had the chance, now is the time to do it, and they could have explained a lot of things away, but I guess they wanted to keep that set up where Stormwatch is meant to protect the Earth and all that stuff, but so is The Authority. So, we'll see. What did you guys think of it? Joe, how about you jump into it? Uh, no, I mean
0: we thought the same thing when we first saw that Starlin was going to take over, and you know we hadn't seen the solicits yet uh, that showed number twenty. That, but yeah, you're right. That would have been the perfect opportunity to introduce that. But for whatever reason, yeah, they want to keep Stormwatch as the brand, I guess. And um, yeah, because they, the fact that they did all this to try to save this title, I mean, I think mean, we talked about it last month. You know, I wish they would have done it with the others. And it could be argued that they did, but this one just seems like they put more uh, effort into it. And so, so yeah, I mean, we'll see next month when the numbers roll in if if a lot of people gave this a shot. Um, just based on what I saw online, it seemed it still seemed kind of split. It seemed like some people thought it was cool, and there was a f- you know the few people that actually were kind of digging the old stuff. Uh, so. I don't know. It's going to be a close call as far as whether or not this title survives. So, but I mean, I like it. It. it and we've talked about how you know Voodoo and Grifter and they all had their they basically their number one issues again later on in the series. You know, this one is is a number one issue. You know, if you the the first three pages, like Starling even said, the interview was just just to to get us to the rest of the story. It's cool that the Shadow Lords. Uh, know what happened or know that something happened and um i like that uh if they were going to change all this at least they they took that scene from all the way from paul cornell's run with adam one at the beginning and these uh creatures that look like you know monitors uh whatever they did it affects Stormwatch, and it also affects um demon Knights, and uh kind of affects the New 52, because it's like, if they can do this, well, so did Pandora, you know, so, what does it, how does all that fit, so, I'd be curious to see how they explain all that. What about you, Dave?
1: Yeah, I kind of wish they had done something similar to this from the beginning, the the way it's set up, as opposed to just not really having a hierarchy or anything like that but in the original New 52 Stormwatch. Uh, it's all right, and there, there there's room for it to grow a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I I don't mind it. There's certain things that are off, but it's a lot better than what we had. I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold. I, I guess I need to wait it out a couple issues. It just I I don't see how this will cause this title not to collapse like the others have. Yeah. I I don't know that there's enough in it. That people reading it, even the diehard Wildstorm fans reading it, are like, "Yeah, okay, this is cool. I can get behind this. This this feels more like normal to me. I, I don't I don't see how that that's the case." But you know, whatever. I you know <laughs> I'll, I'll stick I'll stick with it till the end. So yeah, and trust me, there will be an end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there there always
0: is. <laughs> So speaking of ends, <laughs> this is the next oh. title that's in. Uh, uh, well, actually, I'm going to let you take this one over, Dave, if you'll oh, introduce okay. this. Uh, team 7, number
1: 7, uh, uh, I believe, is, uh, was released on April 10th and it's written by Justin Jordan with art by Pascal Al- Alix uh, and covered by Ken Lashley. Uh, the cover has Grifter, uh, Deathstroke, and Black Canary yeah, pointing their guns at Majestic, holding uh, Pandora in a very menacing way. Uh, we start in, in on the island nation of Gomorrah five years ago, and... Uh, Majestic is tearing things up in downtown Gomorrah and Casey Gomorrah Wears a pretty cool looking mask that we've never seen before
2: seriously uh, cool. I want one of yeah, those.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he's got that weird three-eyed skull uh, That's been in other books. Yeah, Pandora's uh, box. Yeah, I, is that is it Pandora's box? I don't, I don't yep. know if that's that's the no. Pandora's box
0: Oh, uh, it is. <laughs> I had
1: no idea. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was just skull. Uh, uh, but uh, the rest of Team Seven is flying, I guess, air support for Majestic, who is tearing things up down at the bottom, and they're fighting off planes and trying to sneak into
2: Gamora, the Citadel. They charge, and a couple people get. Injured I want to know how many times we've seen the the like name badges in this title, like I feel like it's every other issue they have to do a group <laughs> shot and put everybody yeah, on up.
1: yeah. that tends to I, I don't know who Higgins is, who is higgins he,
2: he he was in the first couple issues pretty heavily yeah and, and then they kind of like dropped them out it's
1: it's It's disappointing that they didn't make all of them somehow. Superpowered or something. There's only like three or four of the characters that just made got superpowers. I don't even think Griffith gets superpowers until much later. Yeah. Uh, but like Majestic and Slade and uh, Black Canary, they all get powers, and the rest are screwed out of the job. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, John John Lynch actually has some powers too. I think in stroke i'm not, I'm not exactly sure yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and you have Black Canary blowing the crap out of a whole bunch of people with her voice learned that she's had they, they've been messing with her gin genetics and stuff like that they call They call her gin positive, but they're not really using the gin factor. it's more like the metagene or whatever they're calling it.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Because they did yeah. mention the Gen Factor in Team Seven, number one or zero? Ben, which
2: one was it? Yeah, I don't know, but I, I was shocked that they actually went that far to say that that's how she got her powers. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure the DCU people don't like that, <laughs>
1: right? Well, in in Wallstorm, Gen Factor had a much bigger backstory and all that stuff. Huge so huge backstory, like, yeah. It's, I don't know if they're actually going to go into all that, or it's just going to be left dangling like that. Moving on, they get into the citadel. Slade kills some people, <laughs> and as he does, and they find the the what are they called? The seers type, G- uh, Kazing Gamoras, uh, uh-huh. future seers or whatever. Oh yeah. Yes his yeah.
2: baby children yes yeah
1: that like the in pools and things um and they show a picture of a possible future or the future or whatever where uh black canary deathstroke and grifter are fighting shooting at majestic who ha- who has uh pandora like from the cover uh but they don't really Go into the situation of why and what's going on with that. Maybe it'll have something to do with the Trinity War thing that's going on, but no telling.
0: Uh, yeah, I honestly think it was just them telling him, "Hey, just put Pendo order in there. Maybe we'll solve yeah. some issues before it's done."
2: <laughs> Quite possible. Yeah. Right. But what's interesting is that that future they all saw that at the same time, including including Majestic. I think is that how I read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it seems like he doesn't he doesn't want that to come to pass or something and pretty much tries to destroy and does seem to destroy Gamora by slamming into the earth. That was cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty badass that. Yeah. And some random guy with a beard. Anybody any idea
0: who that is? Beard? <laughs> I'm not sure. That was kind of an odd panel, you know? Yeah, it's just oh, one guy saying
2: holy crap. <laughs> it kind of looks like it's supposed to be Kaizen, but not with his helmet on and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, he looks younger in the earlier panels, I believe. Yeah. He's got his Fu Manchu stuff going on. <laughs> uh Pretty much, the title ends with, uh, or the issue ends with a tidal wave coming after everybody on Gamora. Ginormous tidal wave. I really like this issue, and I wish this book would
2: continue. Yeah, it's really sad that it's going to end after the next issue. And I just, I, I love that they went through the planning to you know tying the ravagers and Deathstroke into these last couple of issues i i mean outside of stormwatch like the second week of this month was actually the best week because i got to read three issues in a row and the story went all together and it was epic i loved it and, th-
1: and then deathstroke the majestic shows up in there and yeah it was i, I enjoyed that too
2: yeah,
0: too bad we can't get that kind of organization from the beginning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it would have been nice. Yeah, this story would have been so much better to just kick off Team 7 with, but I think we've already talked about before they mandated that he do the Eclipso story first. And between that and switching artists all the time, I mean, these two guys, you know, Jesus Marino and Paxo, Pascal Alexi, or however you say his name, Yeah. You know this issue between the two of them worked great. You know their styles are not radically different. You know you can kind of tell when they change artists, but but it was just too many changes early on. And Jesus Marino's art has gotten much better in this title. I don't know. I don't know if the fact that he had extra help is what you know gave him more time, because I know those early issues with him I, I I wasn't too crazy about. But since then, each time he's been on here. It's been much
2: better. Yeah, I agree. And they did some fancy panel work in this issue, and I thought it worked very well, especially with the sequence where uh, Majestic, you know, found out what the possible future could be, and then he decided to destroy the island, and that, how that sequence kind of uh, flowed out, I thought was awesome. I, I thought they had, a, it looked like they had a lot of fun with how, how the panels worked, and I just, that was really cool. It was some awesome artwork.
0: Yeah, because to address the whole thing with Pandora, I mean, basically what it's saying here is that if they would have let Majestic live or or whatever happens, you know, with him, uh, that he would have kicked off, or he probably, or he would have beat everybody to Trinity War, basically, <laughs> and that these few people, or maybe he's not even that. Maybe that he would have gone after Pandora there, the five years in the past.
2: Maybe that's why. So, there's no telling. Does it surprise anybody that Kaizen would have Pandora's box? Like, he's such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> no, and just I hope- like, yeah, I have this. I, really need it. <laughs> I got it off of eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it does, but it looks cool. I mean, I like skulls.
1: <laughs> Maybe he'll be a big Justice League villain eventually or something. They'll, they'll put him in there and somehow
0: he will live on. That would be cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, but no, I mean definitely a pretty cool issue. I'm loving and Ken Lashley's done some really great covers for oh, yeah. all these titles. We'll see another
2: one he did for Ravagers here in a second, but It was an awesome issue. I don't know what else to say. It was an yeah. awesome issue. I mean it just I mean this is one of those issues where you cannot wait to read the next one and the fact that the story continued through the other titles, I I had to read all three of them right away. Yeah, That's what a comic book should do. That's what a good issue should do. Yeah, and
0: that's the one thing I will say about that, is that that usually with the titles, when we've known known that they're ending, it's a little bit hard to get excited about reading and reviewing them. But this one, I have not had a problem with that. I've actually looked forward to it. Well,
1: Team 7, as a
0: concept, is pretty much
1: going to be finite because it's in the past, and
2: eventually it catches up to the future. You
1: know, right? So, but five yeah.
2: years in the past, you could tell a lot of stories. Yeah, I mean, they, and pat- they, sh- they should have. It. Yeah, they should have yeah. exactly. Yeah, but they canceled it
0: already. <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking lame. of the, uh, go ahead, Ben. I mean, uh, Dave.
2: <laughs> no, I was just uh, lame. Just well, lame. I, I mean, they canceled it as an ongoing title. I think that they can, because they set it up in a way. I think they can continue it with one shots and and yeah. and stuff like that. Because if they choose bodies. to, if they choose to, exactly, which they probably won't, but they do have an opening to do it. Yeah, they'll they'll at least be mentioned anywhere where there's Steve Trevor, which we forgot to
0: mention by the way, Steve Trevor is finally uh introduced here as part of Team Seven. He took uh he took the place of the pilot that got killed last issue. <laughs> so that was a nice quick way to get him in there. Well
2: at least One we know room. that he lives.
0: <laughs> yeah. As long as he doesn't meet the same fate as Fairchild, which we'll learn here in Ravagers number eleven. <laughs> which uh, was released on April the 10th, written by Michael Nelson and uh, Tony Bedard, with art by Diogenes Neves and Geraldo Borges, with cover by Ken Lashley. And uh, we get another you know, WTF cover by Lashley, and uh, it says, The Last Stand Against the Horror of the Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. <laughs> lame I character. That, I know. When I first read that, I was like, oh my god. This is just one of those, it's, it's ending, we just need to use this character to keep the copyright type of things. Because <laughs> he's actually, I looked him up, he's an old Doom Patrol villain. And since uh, Niles Calder, who's part of this Ravagers title, is here, you know, it, it was a nice nod to any of the old Doom Patrol fans. But still, yeah, kind of crazy, kind of ridiculous. But... Um, uh, basically, yeah, uh, you know, we ended last issue with uh, Deathstroke infiltrating their base and and killing um, Ridge, and so now, you know, we're shown here with uh, Beast Boy and wakes up Terra because he senses, or he actually smells, you know, the burnt meat that was Ridge because <laughs> that knife that Deathstroke uses literally sets the victims on fire
2: as he kills them. Well, I was going to say, be careful with what you say about that because, uh, you know, this issue started out with a pretty harsh booty call, at least we thought it was going (laughs) to (laughs) be. Yeah. Choose your words wisely.
0: (laughs) Did you notice, I just noticed real quick, that she's uh, snuggling with a little, uh, little green... I don't know what it is—a bear or something. Yeah, it's the color of the of what Beast Boy used to be.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It's kind of kind of nice nod. But uh, yeah, we'll move on to uh, Fairchild getting the rude awakening by Rose Wilson, who's um, threatened to uh, take them all back to Harvest because of what happened with Rose and Warblade um, going after that uh, Adam uh, ra- uh escaped ravager that uh, harvest wants to kill them now and this is their way of uh, trying to make amends. So um so when uh when Nile sees this he unleashes the uh the animal vegetable mineral man. But uh, uh as soon as he does that Destro comes in and uses the knife to uh to kill him too. So we're just we're losing characters left and right, which is you know usually not unusual for a title that's ending as we'll see that uh it's not the only character we're going to lose this issue so the other ravagers start to uh come together to see what's going on because there's an alert going on and in the middle of running into um thunder and lightning warblade comes into the mix and takes on uh thunder and lightning and and uh so we start we start a big battle here in uh in the middle of the the base and and uh I just realized that, um, I don't know if uh, Fairchild sleeps in her, her outfit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or it's one of those where it, she just calls it on herself. Yeah. Cause she, I just look back, she was like in just a t-shirt when, when Rose ran after her, and now well, she's in a Ravager's
2: outfit. Same thing with Tara, too. She got hers on pretty quickly. Oh well, magical. well she this didn't magical. she didn't have a sword to her throat, so I mean she had time. Oh, That's a good point. Good
0: point. Very <laughs> good point. Yes. She was not under duress Unless Rose was like, Okay, I'm gonna let you get dressed, but no funny business. <laughs> yeah. Turn where... around,
2: please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and see that's when she put on the thing and then she turned around and pushed her through the wall, see? So we just filled in oh, okay. yeah, everything that. that happened off Panel.
2: <laughs> Man. <laughs> but, that's good uh, storytelling there thank you
0: (laughs) but uh so everybody converges here you know Deathstroke shows up and and of course the animal vegetable mineral man and so they they start fighting him and it basically just turns into one big battle and so um everybody's just going crazy funny each other and Warblade uh at some point gets alone fighting Deathstroke which we uh will soon learn was a big mistake um, because here, uh, Caitlyn is, is trying to convince Rose to, to, to team up to help stop the, the, the monster that Miles has unleashed. And, uh, so they finally, apparently kill it. And then shortly after that, it appears that, uh, Deathstroke has killed Warblade because he tosses Warblade's severed head into the, into the arena where they just finished battling. And, uh. But uh, before they can try to take him on, Rose takes Fairchild into a back part of the, uh, the hideout and finds a bunch of stasis tubes that have a bunch of other Fairchilds. So we find that Fairchild is a clone. Yet another Wildstorm character that <laughs> is getting the clone rewrite.
2: <laughs> and this is where the title lost me.
1: <laughs> Fem- females, all females get cloned in the Wildstorm universe apparently.
0: because they're because they're hot. Apparently. <laughs> hey, well, if they're gonna start selling fairchild, you know, I'll go buy one right now. <laughs> but, but I don't think that that was their purpose, because obviously we saw that in the you know Team Seven number six that the original Fairchild, when she was a teenager, got killed when uh, Spartan took over all the people in that facility. So, uh, I guess after that, we probably should have known that that was coming.
1: Yeah, I don't really mind that because it makes sense for the story, but the voodoo one was just like, why?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one was more for shock factor, this one. Yeah. I guess this is still shock factor. It's not the same because, you know, like we said, we saw what happened to, to Caitlyn in Team 7. So, But uh, the only thing I will say is that if they did want to do a Gen 13 title, it would make it easier because they could just kill this one off and just make the teenage version of her. <laughs> Cause this That's one, true. That is true. This one's about 21 or so, I guess, is what we determined. Maybe 20. But uh, I don't know. It's just, You know, the title's ending. It's just... It's, uh, everybody's just kind of, I think they're just deciding who we're going to keep, who we're going to get rid of. I will say Ken Lashley did an amazing rendition of Fairchild on the cover of this issue. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know. Why don't you take it, Ben? I don't know what else to say.
2: (laughs) I don't know what else to say either.
1: (laughs) I honestly don't think they killed Warblade. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, because we've seen him, like, impaled before and grow back together. So, I don't... But They
2: lopped off his head. <laughs> but it may
1: not be his head because there's no blood. It's just it maybe could could be just his
0: helmet. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, but- I wouldn't mind him being dead because if they do cast title, they can bring him back as good this time. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that's possible.
0: That Basically, uh, just give it the Stormwatch treatment, just rewrite everything.
1: I will say I've liked. How they've done Warblade, and the, this new writer, uh, Nielsen Nelson, mm-hmm. has uh, done a pretty good job of making Warblade likable. Yeah, yeah, yes. He wasn't he wasn't really all that likable at the
0: at the beginning. No, he really didn't have much to him either. And here he kind of gave him a a dark humor side, and which is definitely different. You know,
2: we're not used to Warblade like that, but for some reason I enjoyed it. I did like that Ridge made the cover.
0: <laughs> memory of... Though he,
1: yeah, <laughs> became a little boy and got killed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but so, this is not where this uh, story arc ends, apparently. So goes to the Deathstroke. Yeah, so other Wildstorm sightings and tie-ins for the month of May. Uh, we have on... March 27th, All-Star Western, number 18, with the Stormwatch backup. And then Deathstroke was on April 10th, uh, Deathstroke 19, where uh, John Lynch was heavily involved. And uh, the story arc kind of continues with um, Deathstroke and Majestic and all kinds of fun stuff. Do, uh, you guys want to go over those a little more?
0: Christopher also makes an appearance. Yeah. Yeah, we can go over it a little bit. Basically, yeah, like 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 Dave was saying, you know, it's the, the issues. It starts off with, I guess, the resolution to what uh, Majestic did to Gamora. So I guess, I guess, technically, you'd still have to read Team Seven number eight before you read this one. But we weren't warned about that, so <laughs> so I kind of got a little heads up because it uh, it shows that they tried to nuke Majestic, and um, of course, that doesn't work. And so they start bringing everything together from this title. Because I don't know if you remember Ben, but you know when we were ending the life Liefeld part of it, you know we got introduced to his son, to Deathstroke's son Jericho, and
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, apparently, I guess at the end of Ravagers 12, he takes Rose and uh, Tara with him, and so they basically have this big family reunion between him, his wife. His kids, and uh, I guess he's got two sons, and you know they they have this crazy Mexican standoff, basically be- between all of them and Lynch and Team Seven headquarters, and um, you know, I, I, you know, if if one of the, if uh, if Jericho's not controlling the mom, then then Lynch is trying to control him, <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, it's it's it actually it's a pretty fun issue. It's like. It's almost like as if Tarantino did did uh, did this scene, you know, Quentin Tarantino does superheroes. No, because that was really a lot of cool, this... yeah. It it jumped around pretty good. It was neat. Yeah, so and then is it Jericho here who at the very end controls Majestic and has him show up and about to take out Lynch and the others. Yep. And I love the it's his next uh how to fight a god in twenty pages. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh it's it's definitely a lot of fun, and obviously if we didn't have Justin Jordan writing both titles i mean he's not writing ravagers, but obviously he did i would assume we talked to Michael and Nelson because it seems like the the stories all all jive together so so yeah it's 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 pretty fun and epic here at at the end of these titles, which is all you can ask for when a title's getting cancelled right right. Anything else you want to say about those where I'll, I'll, I can take the uh, the Stormwatch backup real quick?
2: No, I didn't. You know what? I picked it up, but I don't think that I even got a chance to read it. Oh. Well, this Stormwatch backup was... Um,
0: it was not as fun as the last one. Uh, it was just a little bit more cut and dry. I think I just didn't find the character of, uh, of Doctor 13 as interesting as I did uh, Jenny Freedom. And uh, I tried to get uh, Jimmy Palmiotti to answer me to see how many issues... Uh, or how, how many parts this is going to go on. But the latest solicits uh, are up to 22, I think, is when everything in July hits. And they did have it listed in there. Oh, wow. So, so it's still going to go for a little bit. I think that's almost six issues, right? Because where this is, uh, that was 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, 25. So maybe assume it's a six-parter. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and it started in 17, right? So,
0: Even though uh, Stormwatch 19 kind of made it moot. <laughs> but I don't know how all that works now. If there was no Atom 1, that means there was no Stormwatch. But That's a good point. Well, we're reading prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want my head to explode right now trying to think about it. So I'll let you continue on with the upcoming releases, then. <laughs> sure. Uh,
2: coming up next on... Uh, Well, these aren't right. Uh, May 3rd, we have... Oh, shoot. (laughs) Oops, my bad. My bad. This is what happens, you know. I
0: move to a new place and I fall down on my duties.
2: (laughs) Joe's notes are failing us. Hold on, I have a calendar. I could do this on... (laughs) On the fly. (laughs) Sure. It would be May 1st, right? Uh, Yes. So, May 1st, we'll have Stormwatch number 20. And then May 8th, we'll have... Ravagers number 12 which is the last issue Uh, Team 7 number 8 which is the last issue and believe it or not Deathstroke number 20 which is also the last issue (laughs) all going down
0: in a blaze of glory (laughs) I wouldn't have any other way right
2: (laughs) better to go out with a bang than a whimper Uh, remember all these books are available digitally either through DC Comics website or comiXology.com day and date every Wednesday yay <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well I'm getting these last few like the Stormwatch back or I'll start all Star Western and Deathstroke, I'm getting them
2: digital because I'm not adding anything else that's Speaking of which, DC, you need to get on the stick because Marvel crashed comicsology on giving away seven hundred free number ones. So do something cool like that for your titles for free comic book day. Let's go. Yeah.
0: yeah. I got about 30 of them. So, mainly a lot of old stuff, stuff that was lowlands nostalgia for me. <laughs> also some quick shout outs, uh, remember to visit uh, the Higher Authority's message board at Clark's Bar to continue to, the the Wallstrom integration discussions among longtime Wallstrom fans such as Dave here. And uh, that's uh, the authority.ws. Also check out our friends of the show the Image Addiction podcast that they cover new release- releases from Image Comics and the Savage Fincast as they cover the Savage Dragon. Both of those can be found at uh, imageaddiction.net. And get twice the Valiant coverage now with our friends of the show from the Only the Valiant podcast at onlythevaliant.com, which they just hit the episode 100 today. Wow. So congratulations to those guys. Um, Something we will never be able to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might, but there's no telling what it'll look like, but uh, we'll be on uh, Stormwatch Volume 50 by then. <laughs> We're going to try this one more time. <laughs> yeah. And also our friends over at com and their Valiant Future podcast where I've now become a guest host with them, so that's really cool. And um, you can contact me at twitter.com backslash show David Solis. Uh, you can also look us... Look us uh, up on Google+, me and Ben, and um, you can follow the podcast at twitter.com backslash wildstormaddict, or email us at wildstormaddiction at gmail.com, or check out our Facebook fan page, Google Plus page, or our new Google Plus community for Wildstorm. We are also on Stitcher, so listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and other devices with Stitcher. Find it at your app store or at stitcher.com. And before I take us out here, uh, Dave, just want to thank you again for coming on. Is there any anything else? Any last words? That sounds bad. Any last words? <laughs> any last words? Yeah. A, a eulogy? For, yeah. For no. Anything you want to
2: uh, pimp, Dave? That you're working on?
1: Um, I have my web comic. Uh, it's uh, webcomicsnation.com dot com slash special Dave. Uh, that's my my. Web comic
0: I'm um, trying to
1: publish eventually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to? Uh, yeah, Ben'll Ben'll add that in the notes for you guys who didn't get to get to write that down. But um, you want to just give a quick synopsis of what it's about? Just.
1: Uh, it's uh, the few, the the people who've read it has have uh compared it to to Wildstorm in a few ways, but uh, it's it's about um uh this futuristic world where everyone disappears but the people who have special uh, like special abilities like superpowers and the handicapped oh, so wow. it's like there's a big vacuum there's super po- power super humans and there's a bunch of people with uh handicaps and disabilities and things and they have to survive that Sort of like uh, an apocalyptic world where there's superheroes and there's yeah not so superheroes.
2: <laughs> that sounds cool. Interesting concept.
0: Um, so the the last thing I want to mention here is that um, I will be at. Uh, Dallas Comic Con on Saturday, May the 18th, uh, helping promote my friend's upcoming video game, Mech Night Chronicles, which is from Dinosaur Games. They can be found at uh, dinosaurentertainment.com and uh, if you go there or also find us on Facebook by typing in Dinosaur Games, we have a ton of uh, reviews that have come out uh, from uh, Boston when we went to PAX East in March. A lot of positive reviews. Um, We have a couple of things up at our youtube channel uh, if you want to check out the gameplay and all that so uh really we're also uh just got green lit on steam so uh if you have a steam account please go vote yes for us awesome <laughs> and we'll have the link here in the notes uh so you can go directly to it or just go to steam and uh, search mech Knight chronicles and uh so yeah a lot of a lot of good positive things came out of going to pax east uh, really amazing show the other one that i'll mention even though it's a little bit early um uh, I will also be at the big anime convention in Dallas called ACON, which is May 31st through June the 2nd, also promoting the game, but also helping run uh The icebreaker panel for newbies to the con, which we've done a couple years in a row, had a lot of uh, success with that. And we may also be doing a panel called Cosplay Combat, where we've had cosplayers that can battle each other using giant uh, D&D dice a friend of mine makes. (laughs) And um, So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We've done that there twice. We did it once at Wizard World in Austin, Uh, so people seem to have a lot of fun with it. And at both cons, I'm sure we will be carrying the giant sword pop from the video game, so it should be easy to spot us. And uh, maybe I'll have been throw up a picture of that. But if not, you can see it uh, at my Facebook. My pictures are public, so you can look at it even if you're not my friend on Facebook. So, so lots of good things happening. Oh, and I am now a, a citizen of Austin, so <laughs> of Austin,
2: Texas. I want your fiber. Give it to me. <laughs>
0: You mean my fiber optic cable? Yes, because <laughs> so I can send you fiber. I can send you brand
2: muffins. I can send you some, uh, well, some wheat. <laughs> I think I'm good with that. I live on a farm. We've got enough fiber. <laughs>
0: nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks again, Dave. And uh, we'll see Dave. if we can get at least one more person on next month before we got to make the big decision of whether or not to become the stormwatch podcast (laughs) or just take a break we're not sure yet but
2: we'll keep it'll dissolve into like the five minute (laughs) recap yeah shortest podcast ever
1: uh sad sad sad
0: sad. (laughs) all right well thanks a lot for you guys who still listened oh thanks for everybody who's still listening at image addiction.net because you kicked up our numbers again so keep following us Remember, you can also follow us on our own feed at iTunes. So I think that's it, guys.
2: Have a good month. Thanks, Dave.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again, Dave. Hope I hope you enjoyed it. I we did. So. Um,
1: yeah, it was fun. <laughs>
0: It's always bittersweet when we seem to bring people on here, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go
2: for Titanthrope next. We'll see if I at, le-
1: at least the comics were good.
2: Yeah, for, for the most really part. part. <laughs> yeah, they were. It was a good month, actually. So, yeah, anybody you want to see jump on? Who who should we go after? Because Titanthrope, I don't know. He's on the ropes. He's the only one that that uh, is actually still reading a lot of his stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's a good point.
0: Because uh, the other people have already told me that they're not really reading anymore, so uh, I'll ask Titan throat first, and then if not, I'll ask another fan. Apparently, they didn't come on and say anything, so all right, Dave. Well, thanks okay. again. thank you. I'll see you guys on the boards.
1: We'll see you then <laughs> right. later. later.